Talk, Straight Talk, Faithful, your host, your boy, George Bakai, back in studio again today, pre-recorded as I do during this COVID-19 thing we got going on, and today I got a special guest, a returning guest, one of my all-time favorite people, I'm a huge fan of her, she is the current Crossbody Pro Wrestling Women's Champion, she is also the current Femme Fatale Champion, if you don't know her, please let me welcome back to Straight Talk Wrestling, the bubblegum princess, Alexia Nicole, how are you, my dear? I'm great. That's a fantastic intro. Right? I worked <laughs> yeah, on that. Really I worked on that all day. I was like, I got to make sure it flows. I got to make sure it's perfect. And I just got your stamp of approval, so I must have done something right. You sure did. So, you know what? Let's talk about everything that's happened for you since the last time you were on the show. You were on the show in January of 2019. Things were just kind of percolating for you. You had been around for a little bit. You'd had some great successes. And we, I remember one of the questions we asked you near the end of the interview is, what's next for Alexi Nicole? And one of the things you had mentioned was uh, kind of making women's wrestling in Ontario uh, a staple. And you have done with all the gold that you've racked up and all the ass you've kicked and all the bubble gum you chewed, as your intro says. But also one thing that I think you mentioned was you wanted to have a TV run. And you've recently been on and off, well not recently, over the last year, on and off a couple times on Impact Wrestling. So tell me about that experience and how that's helped you grow in your career thus far. That the uh, the experience I've had with Impact has like tremendously helped. Um, I didn't like the first time I got uh, asked to do it. I was an undead bridesmaid for Sue Young. So, but even that was so interesting because you don't realize what it's like to have cameras and production crew. Like I've been an extra with WWE before. But on a smaller scale, where you know people are going to recognize you, not just as like a rosebud, you're like, oh, someone may see you. Like, you know you're going out there. I was one of two bridesmaids. Um, so I knew people were going to know who I was. And, like, I had specific timing cues, and I had to be in certain places, and it was so different from what I had to do before. Um, so that really helped me. And then each time going back there with Impact, learning more character stuff, um, what looks good on camera in terms of moveset, uh, and just like learning to relax and be myself at the same time in such a high pressure environment, uh, it's I'm really thankful for that experience with Impact. Well, you I think you thrive in high pressure environments. So I mean, I've seen you a bunch of times at Crossbody. I rep Crossbody to the fullest. I'm always talking about Ben Ortman's team and everything that's going on over there. And a lot of the stuff he films for the YouTube page is very similar to uh, Impact and the way they do things: two roaming cameras, the one stationary camera. It's all very, you know, uh, systematic in how things are broken down. And I think the impact stuff probably helped you be more comfortable around all these other things. But I've seen you in high-pressure situations. One of the last matches I remember seeing you in was uh, you going at Veda Scott and Crystal Moon, triple threat for that crossbody title. And you tore it down. You tore it down. You destroyed you. it. You, <laughs> you rocked the house. And you walked away with this confident swagger that I've seen more and more of you since the first time we met last January. Your your swagger's there, your confidence is through the roof, and I gotta say, you're one of the most humble and, and gentle people to meet in person, but when you're in that ring, you scare me. <laughs> I, I guess I'm doing my job then. <laughs> you, you are. You, you, you're very good at flipping it. I've seen you at Revolution, where you made your Revolution Women's Wrestling debut, another, another uh, promotion I'm very, very affiliated with. And uh, you were you were a baby face there. You rocked it out. You even gave my daughter a special moment. You hugged her in the crowd, which was super awesome. I never got to thank you for that, but thank you for that. 
And no then, problem. <laughs> and then I see you at Crossbody, and you can literally look somebody in the face and just be like, shut up, bro. I don't know you. I don't need to know you. I'm, I'm here to do my thing. And, <laughs> and you, you can play both sides perfectly, and that's a talent a lot of wrestlers don't have. So talk to me about that. Talk to me about flipping that switch from babyface at one promotion then going into another and okay i gotta be heel i gotta be i gotta put some stank on everything i do it's kind of crazy because like for the longest time i was a baby face for years no one wanted to book me as a heel because i was i'm so tiny and i'm you know this cute little girl who does like a like i didn't even do a bunch of cool moves i did something i did arm drags i did nothing cool but everyone booked me as a baby face because i thought i did cool cool flippy things um and then it was honestly, I think it was around just after I did the podcast the first time last year that I started being booked as a heel. And slowly and slowly, I got more confident with that. And then when I returned to doing babyface things, it was just like, okay, like I kind of know how to work this already. Let me just put a little bit more. It sounds weird, but like I kind of use some of my heel mannerisms as a babyface, but it feels more natural. And that's the only way I can flip back and forth is just to kind of combine both and just turn one up more than the other in whatever circumstance. So I think we've asked this question before, but now that you've had a chance to play both sides of things, what do you prefer? Heal, 100%. (laughs) Everybody says that and everybody gives me a different answer. Let's break it down a little bit more. Why heal? Why do you get such more of a kick out of it? Is it because you get more of a reaction from the crowd? Definitely. I like, as a heel, like, I like interacting with the crowd, babyface or heel, but as a heel, it just comes so much, it's just so natural. Um, because if, if someone's, here's the thing, you're going to have hecklers whether you're a face or a heel, but if you're a heel, you can go off on them. If you're a face, you're kind of like, eh, I got to get them on my side a little bit. Um, so as a heel, I just, I love that people, when people don't like me, because it works to my advantage, and if people still cheer me, I can just make fun of my opponent more. Um, and try and get them to turn on me or just do something to get them to turn on me or make my opponent look better so that they focus on them instead. Okay. I, I, I kind of see how it does. So you, you, you pretty much play off the crowd to see how high you need to kick it up. Oh, yeah, 100%. Like, the last match I had, what was the last match I had? I think it was March 13th. It was in Peterborough against Jody Threat, and I was the heel. And they were kind of, like, you could tell they kind of liked her. They kind of liked me. The second I threw her outside the ring and, like, started beating her up there, they fully turned on me. It was perfect. It was great. (laughs) It was perfect. (laughs) They were ready to kill me, and I loved every minute of it. (laughs) It, Yeah, and they couldn't touch me because that's when COVID started, so no, everyone was worried about getting sick, so no one wanted to come near me, but everyone hated me. That's that's a talent unhard to do. It's hard to get somebody to hate you from a six-foot distance. So kudos to you for that. (laughs) Let's talk about February 21st, 2020. That's when you captured the Femme Fatale's title. It was recently, well, it wasn't recently vacated, but it was vacated by Mercedes Martinez because she had signed with WWE. And there was this whole kind of buildup to this match that if if one of the opponents facing for the title didn't win, uh, she was going to take the title back and all this great stuff that was being done. And then you went in, I I was able to watch some highlights of the match on your Instagram and stuff like that, but it was in Ottawa. I wasn't able to make it out to the show. But when you shared that picture of you holding that title, I shared it right away on my story. Because every time one of my former guests makes an achievement like that and is rocking more gold, I want to shout them out. I want to pay my respects because they took the time out for me. It's the least that I can do. But in that picture, and I think you know the one I'm talking about, you're in the center of the ring, you're holding that belt. 
I could see you. That was real emotion in that picture. Is it the one that I'm crying? <laughs> yeah, pretty, pretty, pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> it's the one that you're crying, and it was. I love those moments because those are genuine moments, and when they're captured in a still photography, a photo can really tell a story in literally one image. But talk to me about what was going through your head. I mean, we could see the emotion on your face for sure, but when you won that title, what was it like for you in your own head? It was so crazy because, like, I obviously I knew it was like I going in. I'm like, okay, like I know this is the story going into the match. I know what's going to happen here, um, but I wasn't announced as part of the main event for this match. Uh, it was going to be Nicole Savoy, and they would figure out who. I ended up in the beginning of the show. I came out and basically challenged her, saying, "I've never lost a match here." Which I'm so shocked. Like thinking back now, I've never lost this match at Femme Fatale, which is it's, it's Canada's shimmer. It's the best women's wrestlers in the world coming to Canada to put on a show. Um, so I went out and I challenged her, and just literally watching other girls go out and have their matches, like watching Lufisto go out before me, watching Kimberly go out before me. I'm like, what is happening right now? Why am I main event? Like it didn't make sense in my head. Um, and then we go out, we have the match, and just like. I didn't expect such a huge reaction when I won. And it was it's crazy because it's also C4's venue, and I've just started going like wrestling a lot on C4 shows. And they've always been like one of the top promotions, on, I think, in the world, like one of the top indie promotions. So to get that kind of reaction out of the fans there, it, just, it blew me away. And like it, to be the champion of a promotion with the best women's wrestlers in the world... Um, it was just, it was shocking to me that, you know, this is actually happening. And it just kind of, I, I told myself I wouldn't cry when I won, too. And I still cry. <laughs> That's how much I didn't believe it when it happened. Well, I mean, I think everyone tells himself, I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to do this. But how many actors or actresses do you see when they win that Oscar? They're up there and they're crying. And it, it's that real emotion coming out because it's something, it's, it's a testament to you, your ability, how hard you've worked, and everything you've accomplished in your career. And you've accomplished a lot. I mean, one of my favorite matches with you was obviously anything that I've seen at Crossbody. But another one I loved was you and Jody Threat at Destiny Wrestling. You guys had literally a barn burner. It was just <laughs> exhausting. It was exhausting. And my daughter was in the audience with me. I bring her to a lot of shows. I haven't taken her out to a Crossbody show. But I plan to once everything gets fully out and, and back to normal, whatever the new normal might be. But seeing her face watching you two go in there and tear the house down. And, and she's as big as a fan as me, but she's really I'm blessed to be able to uh, expose her to this indie scene that we have here in Ontario because hands down, we have some of the best wrestlers, be it female or male, in my opinion, in this province. And it's a testament. Oh, yeah, I, that's totally true. I, I, um, I can't believe that so many people here don't get noticed the way that they should. It's, it's disgusting. It really is disgusting. But you know what? I'm, I'm kind of selfishly happy about that because I want to keep you all here. And I want to keep <laughs> you all entertaining me. And I know that's selfish to say it, but it's true. But the more and more I see how great your stars are all shining, it's going to be impossible to not see you guys more and more on TV, whether it be for Impact, whether it be for WWE, or you know Ring of Honor, New Japan, AEW, wherever your path leads you. Um, just to say that I could say I knew her when, or I knew him when, would be an impressive little check mark for me in my life. But the talent pool here is just incredible. And to expose my 10-year-old daughter to this so early in her life, I wish I had this when I was 10 or 11. You know what I mean? I wish. Yeah. Uh, do you ever wish that? Do you ever wish that you had discovered wrestling outside of WWE before you got into the indie wrestling? 
Oh, yeah. I didn't realize what indie wrestling was until I started looking for schools to train at. I had no idea that there was this whole other world outside of WWE, and I wish I knew about it. Do you think it would have shaped your career a little bit more had you known about it earlier? I think so. Like, I definitely... My friends show me matches now that they've all seen tons of times, and like they're just, like, really great matches. Like, it's a lot of old Cesaro matches, um, a lot of old AJ Styles matches, a lot of old New Japan matches that I've never seen before just because I never knew they existed. And, like, I wish I had seen them earlier so I could just, like, learn from them earlier instead of now, which... I mean, I guess now is not a bad time, so I have nothing to do anyways, but it would have helped, definitely helped. Well, you, I mean, I see your Instagrams, you're always working out, but you, you do look bored. You look completely oh, bored. Oh, extreme, I'm <laughs> tremendously bored. I swept the house today for no reason. Could have vacuumed. I swept because I knew it would take me longer than vacuuming. It didn't even need to be done. I just did it to do it. Wow, where's Mama Nicole? She needs to hear this. She needs to hear that you went ahead <laughs> and you just did some chores for the hell of doing some chores. Oh, she, she saw when she got home, she noticed, but, uh, yeah, I that's, I've gotten to that point of boredom where I'm doing chores because I've got nothing better to do. Well, I mean, you're posting, you're posting videos with your adorable nieces, and, of course, there's videos of your dogs, who my daughter watches videos of your dog and says, oh, her dog looks like <laughs> Minnie, and they should play and be friends, and it's like, okay, well, when the world gets back to normal, I'll message Alexi and see if we can meet up at a dog park, and then they yeah. can just play with each other. That'll be just wonderful. We- we can try that then. They're a little old though. They don't. They're uh. They're fourteen and twelve. Mm. So one of them's kind of active. The other one she just likes to nap all day. Well, I have a two-year-old uh, dog upstairs, and she naps all day. Oh, perfect. So she's just <laughs> lazy and lethargic because there's nothing going on. That makes sense. <clears throat> yeah, it's it, it's boring. But you know what? You've been you've been working out. You've been training. And I gotta ask when when the world reopens and there's an indie show that you're booked on, the first one out the gate. Is there anybody you have in mind that you're hoping you get booked in with that you haven't been? I know we asked this question before, but, I mean, things change. Wrestlers kind of come and go into the fold. And there's been a a recent resurgence of a lot of uh, WWE wrestlers that are now kind of coming back into the indie scene. And a lot of wrestlers that we we thought we couldn't see possible matches with that are now kind of coming in. One would be, uh, off the bat, I mean, I don't know if you wrestled her, but Kylie Ray. I mean, she's now with Impact, and I think if you two haven't wrestled, that's something I would absolutely love to see when the world reopens. Oh, yeah, I'd love to wrestle Kylie Ray. I'd also love to wrestle uh, Deanna Barrasso. Is that even how you say her last name? I don't know. Um, but I'd love to wrestle her, and I know she just recently got released. Um, but for, I think for my first match back, I definitely want to work with someone that I've worked with already because I know it's not going to be my best work. <laughs> Right, ring rust, will, uh, ring rust will be inevitable for sure. Oh, what yeah. If, I need at least two months in a ring before I actually wrestle again because, like, my back hurts right now from not bumping. It's awful. And there's nothing you could do at home. I mean, you could put a mattress down, but it's not the same. It's no, like, I can same. either, I can try on my bed, but that's too, like, padded, or I can go bump in the grass, and then that's just, it's the grass. It's not the same. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. It's not uh, two by fours by a, a two-inch piece of padding surrounded by steel not at all it's just grass dirt it's hard it's horrible and it's not fun i i completely agree with that um you know i've actually talked to a couple of your cohorts they've returned on the show as well gabriel fuerza uh holden albright these are people that you are very close with outside of the uh the ring your compadres you guys travel together do you miss not seeing them 
Is it hard for you not hanging out with all of your friends and your cohorts in the business right now? It's so hard. We, um, and the worst part is because there's so, like, our group has gotten so large that we tried to do, we once tried to do, a, like, a group video chat, but it got so chaotic because there's just, like, how many of us? There's, like, like seven of us now, seven or eight. No damn. Um, yeah, and we used to do, like, we'd go out after shows to eat, and we'd go do movie nights, and those are the things I miss the most, because, like, we can talk to each other all day, whether it's messengers, phone call, um, you know, FaceTime, anything like that, but actually going and doing stuff with, like, well, not going and doing stuff with them is probably the hardest thing, because we have so many, like, fun adventures that, like, we literally make full adventures out of just going to the movies. Oh, I know, um, I, I follow both you and Holden on Instagram, it's... <laughs> It's like, oh, look at us. We're here. We're doing it again. It's like, didn't you guys just go to a movie last week? Jesus. Now I know why you guys wrestle so much. You got to buy all those movie tickets. Oh, yeah. No, we, well, we purposely go on Tuesdays because it's supposed to be a little bit cheaper. But then we end up watching, like, two movies, or we go see one in 3D, or we go to a VIP theater, and it just ends up being cheaper anymore. <laughs> no, it ends up being just as expensive or even worse. Because you yeah. think you're saving, but you're not really saving. <laughs> No, and then we get like we get like two combos that we can all like just share with each other. Yeah, it never ends up being cheaper. So one of the matches I was actually looking forward to you in the most was uh, it was coming up on the Crossbody March twenty eighth show. We march forward, and it was supposed to be you going against one of my former guests as well, Amy Crimson. She's currently the Battle Arts Women's Champion, and she was going to be coming after the Crossbody Championship. And this was a match I was very intrigued by because I've seen Amy a lot of times. Like I've seen you, your styles are so different, yet you both have similarities. You're both a little bit on the shorter side. You're both very speedy. You're both very aggressive. This was a match that was going to be very hard for me to pick a favorite because I love and respect both of you. But are you looking forward to when you get back to normal and crossbody moves forward, marches forward like the, the event was called, and this match hopefully does happen? Are you looking forward into getting into the ring with uh, uh, Amy Crimson? I'm definitely looking forward to getting in the ring with her. I had seen, like, clips of her before I had actually met her, and then I met her at one of the uh, the showcase shows that Crossbody does, and I was really impressed. Um, for a long time, there was not... After I sort of, like, completed my training, I guess, which, like, you never finish training ever, but, like, when I was doing shows regularly, uh, there was no new girls. It, it was just... It was me and whoever else was being brought in or whoever was already around... Or girls who were just super new and not ready to be working. Um, but, like, in the past, I'd say, like, two years, I've just I've seen, like, Crystal Moons come up, um, Amy Crimson, Bianca Corelli. Like, there's been just, like, a resurgence of girls that are new, and they're getting good. And, yeah, like, Amy really impressed me watching her matches at the, uh, the Showcase series. So I was excited for it. I was looking forward to it. So I'm hoping when we're allowed to perform again, that I can't have that match. Well, I mean, right now you are, well, you're the first-time title holder, and you've held that belt for quite a while. If I'm not mistaken, I think you won it last July, right? Yes. So we're almost at 365. So kudos to you, first title holder at the gate, and you're holding it down almost a year. So, and I understand right now, I get it, that it hasn't, there hasn't been matches, but I'm still going to count the time because you've earned it and you've worked for it. But during that title reign, you have literally taken on some fantastic opponents. You've taken on Crystal Moon. You've both pushed each other to the limits. I love the feud. I loved everything about it. You also had Beta Scott in the mix. There's just been so many great matches that you've had. 
But one of the matches that stands the test of time for me, and I still watch and I still look back, was you versus Jazz at Greektown. <laughs> Which one? The first one or the second? You know what? The second one. I love the first yeah. one, but the second one for me told such a great story. It really, really did. In Greektown, I haven't been out in person, but I've watched a lot of the videos on YouTube. When it gets back to normal, that's definitely a promotion I want to start getting involved with and start checking out and start repping like I rep all these other fantastic promotions. But man, that second match, I was exhausted after. You know what? That second match, <laughs> I, had, I had to have a beer and a cigarette and soak it all in because it was so damn good. Thank you. Thank you. That's, that's, I have to thank Jazz for that because she really like held my hand with that one and like led me through that because um, she's a very let's just see what happens kind of kind of wrestler, which I really appreciate because I'm not. Um, so the fact that even in our first match, she wanted to just, you know, we'll just we'll do a bit of this, we'll do a bit of that, and we'll work around, and eventually we'll get to this. That was great for me. I learned so much with her, and I had so much fun learning how to do that and working with her at the same time and telling that story um i'm so appreciative that i did get to work with her and i do get like i'm the only person that gets to say i pinned jazz while she was the nwa women champion because she then um i think she what happened she didn't lose i think she had to forfeit it for some reason but i'm the only person that pinned her ever i just didn't win <laughs> well you know what let me let me get on the horn to billy corgan and let's see if we can set something up where you can go after, uh, actually, my episode that's dropping this week. I mean, your episode's going to drop in June. But the one that's dropping this week is with the current uh, NWA Women's Champion, Thunder Rosa, who's an absolute fantastic human being. And I had so much fun talking with her. And uh, I could see you and her definitely tearing it up. She's kind of, um, she's kind of, I like to look at her like the female Fuerza because she wears the Day of the Dead paint as well. And she's all business like Fuerza is. But she has that kind of sneaky Cheshire cat smile. Every time oh yeah, I, she definitely. She's on my list of people that I want to wrestle. Um, I just I've never had the chance, unfortunately. Well, you know what? I think whenever the new normal happens, I think you're going to see a lot of people branching out and trying to give back to like the smaller wrestling communities. So I'm hoping that uh, one day she's she's. I know she was supposed to come to BC uh, when we talked in our interview, but I know that obviously got canceled now because of COVID. But she, I did mention her about the great scene in Ontario, and she said she'd love to come up. And I said, well, I know a couple ladies up here would be itching to get in the ring with you. So, maybe I'll throw, maybe I'll throw your name in the hat. I'll be like, you got to check out the bubblegum princess because she'll hurt you and she'll chew bubblegum while she does it. <laughs> I mean, that'd be appreciated if you could just let her know. I, I'd really appreciate that. I will slide into her DMs and be like, yo, <laughs> check out my girl Alexia. She's rock solid. She's rock solid. And she can squat me. She can squat my body. <laughs> I don't know about that anymore. I don't know. Well, not right I mean... now. But those videos you were posting, like... What was your what's your all time squat record right now? Uh, my all time record is two forty five. Yeah, okay. Kiss my butt. I'm like two sixty four. So you're not <laughs> you're not far away. If you if, you, if next time I see you and you're and you're ring ready and everything, we're gonna have to try it. We're gonna have to see if you can bench press me. I ha I have to see. I have to know. Definitely not bench. I might be able to squat. I can leg press more than anything. So if I can somehow get you up for that, I'll try that. I don't know if we can you do a human leg press. That sounds like it would be very painful for me. <laughs> um, I've done it with my sister, but she's also like 110 pounds, and she used to be a gymnast, so she knows how to place herself in a way that's very easy to do it. Yeah, no, I I never was a gymnast. I'm not flexible. <laughs> uh, I don't know yoga. I don't know any of those kind of things that could prepare me for not getting hurt. All I did was play rugby for six years before my shoulder gave out. Oh, so you played the sport where you get hurt? 
I played the sport where, oh yeah, I played the real football. Okay, a lot yeah. of people, a lot of people will say that oh, the American football is football. It's not. Rugby is a real football. All I had was a jock strap, and if I was lucky enough, a pair of shin pads. That was it. Oh yeah, my uh, my high school had a rugby team, and I remember uh, the girl. Her dad was a coach, and she's like, "You should join," because it was we had a guys and girls. I'm like, "Not a chance!" I had just started wrestling and watching everyone get hurt. I'm like, "There's no way! There's no way I'm risking it, getting hurt in rugby to wrestle, where, where I'd get hurt eventually, anyways." <laughs> so you chose the sport where longevity is the key, if you're lucky enough. And I think you have been lucky enough. I don't think there's been any big or major injuries. To kind of sideline you. I remember you had a little bit of a shoulder injury. Yeah, like I get my shoulders pop out, you know, occasionally. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but nothing. I've never broken anything. Um, I've never like been re- extremely hurt where I've had to go to a hospital and like. Well, I've gone to the hospital for dislocation, but like nothing worse than that, which is really nice. Um, so in terms of like major injuries, I've been really lucky. It's mostly just like minor things, like a sprained ankle here, or, like. A dislocation there, but nothing huge. And thank God, because if I think I think if that did happen, I would have to consider like, oh, what do I do next? Well, you have your private eyes license, don't you? I do. And you've in between wrestling matches, you've snooped on people for money. I do not. Yeah, <laughs> I have. <laughs> Is business slow down right now because of what's happening? I guess not. A lot of husbands are possibly maybe cheating on their wives, or vice versa. Mm. No, and, like, so it's not really, it's not that it's illegal to be working right now. It's just considered unethical because we're not supposed to be leaving the house unless you're doing something essential anyways. So my, I've actually gotten, everyone in my company has gotten laid off. Uh, and we're literally just waiting till it's okay, until some things start getting lifted so then we can go back to work because, you know, we won't be spying on people who have to go get groceries because it's been two weeks since they've gone. Interesting. I think they should put you guys back to work, though, and you could spy on all those idiots that aren't following the rules, especially here in Brampton. (laughs) See, I don't work for the government. If I did work for the government, then, yeah, I could do that. But I work for – my company works for – we get work from insurance companies and the TTC. So because they they give us work, I can't just go spy on people unless someone pays me to. If someone wants me to go watch someone because they think they're going outside, no problem. Just let me know. That's, uh, that's, <laughs> okay, so anybody listening to this when this drops, if COVID is still happening in June, uh, shoot Alexia a DM, and she will follow somebody who's not playing by the rules, okay? She will ding them for money. She will phone <laughs> them in to the police and say, ticket this guy or ticket this girl, because they are not following precautions. So let's make sure that we can get this girl some work. Um, but I noticed that the merch sales and everything are still going well. Your, your loyal fan base is still kind of plucking through ordering the photos and stuff like that, that must be very humbling for you to have that kind of stuff still happening. It is, and it feels really nice. Like, I know like not everyone has money right now. A lot of people are in my situation where they've lost their sources of income, and you know, they're relying on, like, for me, I had to apply for EI the second I got the chance because I knew, like, okay, well, I can't work. Like, I've gotten laid off from work temporarily. I can't wrestle. Um, merch is literally my only income, and if no one buys anything, I'm making no money. And even though I live with my parents, like, I still have my own bills. So the fact that people are willing at, during this time to still buy my merch, I'm so, so incredibly thankful for it. So if you have our merch, thank you so much. Uh, it really does mean a lot to me. 
Oh, I'm sure it does. I mean, my daughter's got one of your shirts. I bought a couple of your photos. Uh, and, you know, we try to support when we can. It's a tough time for everybody, but, I mean, every time I get, I'm trying to support. Crossbody started that fantastic pro wrestling tees page. It's got your shirt, Flair's shirt, Holden's shirt, pro, pro, Pretty Ricky. All the, pretty much the whole Crossbody roster shirts are up on the page. So if anybody hasn't seen my stories or Crossbody stories, support because 100% of what the search was sold goes right to the roster. And that's something great that, you know, uh, uh, Ben and Notorious TID are doing for all of you guys. And that's very humbling and very cool that everybody's pitching in together. And I think it's, I think the one thing that's going to come out of all this, and let me know if you agree or disagree, is that the world is going to get a little bit closer in terms of how we treat people. And I've already seen the change. I've seen the change at, like I went to Costco recently and it was, Costco used to dread it. I used to absolutely dread it. But now you go in there and even though people aren't really talking or getting in your way, you'll get that gentle, you know, Walt Disney head nod, you'll get a smile. And that's something that never used to happen for the longest time. Do you think this is almost like a reset button on the way humanity treats humanity? I definitely think it's a reset button of just like the world in general. I think we're learning how, like how much we really don't need in order to live day to day. Just because now that you're forced inside, you know, you don't have a lot of things, you know, we don't have new things popping up that we can go do. I think we really, we're learning to appreciate what we already have. I don't know. I see too many people like still hating each other, but I'm also very cynical. So maybe that's why, um, there's mostly online hate that I see. Like I live on a pretty secluded street. There's not a lot of houses where I'm at, but when I pass by people like taking the dogs for a walk, everyone's very nice. You know, we have conversations that are like six feet apart where one of us is on one side of the street, someone else is on the other. Um, the little bit that I have gone to like a grocery store or like a shopper's drug mart, uh, everyone's been super nice to each other. Um, I do hope that continues and I hope we get nicer and just like, I really hope once this is all over, everyone just appreciates how nice it is to be able to go outside and go do things and talk to people. I I a hundred percent agree with you, but I hope it doesn't change in terms of wrestlers or wrestling fans. Because seeing you give somebody the middle finger when you're walking out is something I really do enjoy watching. I mean, I can do that from six feet away. That's fine. Yeah, absolutely. The middle finger is the literally the solid. It could be like a, a what's up, or it could be like a jokingly, haha, screw you, or it could be a straight up, you know, fuck you. I don't like you. I, I don't even mean to do it sometimes. It just happens. Like, I don't even know where it comes from. I've never done it in real life. Ever. I've never actually given someone the finger. I get terrible road rage where I yell. I've never thrown up a finger. Never. And I just, I don't know where it came from. I honestly think I just spent too much time with Berza. I think that's how it started. <laughs> Gabriel, you, what have you done? El Diablo nickname rage true. You, you, you demonetized her. Why? Why? Oh. You know what? One of the greatest things about watching you in action, though, is seeing your evolution from the first time that we met you and you were super easy to get a hold of the first time around you're gracious you were actually one of the first guests we had inside the straight talk studios and that i always rep that i always tell people i'm like the bubblegum princess she was in the straight talk studio she was absolutely fantastic and it was one of my highest rated interviews of last year we got a lot of hits on it a lot of love on it because people wanted to hear your story and i think we did a great job telling it i think you did an amazing job you were very humbling to share it all with us and I appreciate it, and I know my former co-host, who's no longer with me because I kind of do things on my own now, I know he appreciated the time that we had. But in terms of the next steps for you, whenever the world reopens, 
I know you said you need two weeks or two months to get really ring ready and you want to be with somebody that you've worked before and you mentioned a couple people that you're looking forward to getting in the ring. But is there anything really that's on your bucket list that you want to really chop down once the world reopens? Um, I want to have, I want to be consistent when the world reopens. Like, I definitely notice, I am, like, I'm almost kind of thankful that everything's kind of stopped for a second because I noticed in the couple months leading to, um, this whole shutdown, my matches were kind of hit and miss. Uh, or at least that's how I felt personally, right? I, I know I'd, one night I'd go out feeling great and I'd have a great match. The next night it would suck. And then the night after I'd have another great match. My biggest goal when I come back is just to have consistently great matches with whoever I'm in the ring with. Um, and I really hope that, like, this break is actually good for my body, and I'm not just telling myself that it is when it's not. Because <laughs> that's really my goal. I want to just keep having good matches with everybody and not and not go back there thinking, oh, I you know I could have done this better, I could have done that better. I just want to be proud of every single match going forward. Well, I could say I've seen a ton of your matches this year. I've actually been uh, quite a proponent of following you since you came on the show last time, and I haven't seen a bad match. And I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a person who knows the business, who respects the business, and I have no bones about telling it like it is. But I, I haven't seen a bad match. Yeah, I've seen bad spots in bad matches, and I'll admit that. There have been some bad spots. But consistently, all the matches have been something that I could stand up and go, yeah, I enjoyed that one. And with a lot of times with you, I know if you're in a match, I'm going to be entertained. And that's just oh, simply you. and that's just simply because I know you're either going to come out and give somebody the middle finger or you're going to come out and have the biggest smile on your face. And the one thing always about you is that I can see no matter if you're heel or face, when you're in that ring, you're having fun. And even the the people that you've surrounded yourself with in terms of Holden, well Holden, I mean sometimes I wonder how he's still breathing. Uh, yeah, me too. That guy. <laughs> I love that dude. He's one of my he's one of my closest friends much like you are and he scares me. He scares me with all the shit that he's done to his body. I, I'm almost positive that there's no organs left. I think Every time he wrestles, I get so nervous. And I, I sit and I watch the match. I'm like, okay, I'm like, he'll be fine. And the thing is, like, especially crossbody, this is where we started doing it, crossbody shows, but me, Holden, Fuerza, uh, Vertigo, uh, Mark Wheeler, we kind of, like, we always talk our matches to each other just for advice and, like, you know, things to watch out for and what, what the other person thinks um, could help. So whenever he t- tells it to me, I'm like, oh gosh, like, now I have to watch to make sure you don't get hurt. He's usually the one that drives, so if he gets hurt, we have, you know, what happens, it's his van. Um, I Thank God nothing that bad has happened. <laughs> well, he's been, let's see, since I've been watching him across, buddy, he's gone through a security rail. He's been hung over the ring by a bull rope. Uh, I believe he broke a chair right in front of me. Uh, <laughs> I think he's... Almost got a concussion. Oh, yeah, and one time he stole my freaking bottle of water and spit it in Frankie the Beast's face. Yeah, uh, he also wrestled with a broken hand. Um, I don't know if you've seen me. Um, Barry Wrestling just put up the triple threat that him, Puff, and Pretty Ricky had on Canada Day. Yep. And they wrestled for, like, the match cut down to 25 minutes. I'm pretty sure it was an hour that they were out there in the sun just literally throwing each other around downtown Barry into garbage cans. He got thrown in. They don't show him getting thrown into a porta potty, but he like he just walks on into where Puff and Ricky are covered in whatever that blue stuff is. I don't want to know. Um, <laughs> he gets thrown into the lake. Like he, I don't know how he's still walking sometimes. So I'm, I'm most thankful for him to have this break so he can just relax a little bit. Absolutely. I think it's all great for all of you guys to have this break though because I think it's a chance for you to guys to refocus 
spent some much needed time with family. Like I know, I know the last time that you and I spoke, you mentioned about sometimes you had to miss family functions and birthdays, but now you get to spending so much, so much this time with your nieces. And I know for you, that's extremely special. Yeah, I wish I could see them in person. Like, it's a lot of FaceTime calls. Right when everything started, I still got to see them in person. Um, one of my my older niece, her birthday was, uh, it was a week before mine in April. So I drove by, and, like, I dropped a present off. We literally just sat outside on the driveway, me, her, and my sister just talking for hours and hours. And it feels good because, especially from the last time that I was on, on the podcast and I talked to you, I got so busy. I missed so many family events. Um, I'd literally go from a birthday I'd be there for, like, two, three hours and go to a show after. Or, like, I'd go to the cottage, spend, like, a day there with my family and then go do a weekend's worth of shows. Um, so I'm spending a lot of time now, you know, video chatting and, like, especially with my parents. Like, I'm with my parents pretty much whenever they're home because I don't really have anyone else to spend time with. Um, it's nice, though. Like, as much as they get on my nerves, as all parents do with their adult children, um, it is nice to spend time with my family. 100%. And it seems like since you were on the show the last time, you were booked as a heel and you got super busy. I think we can accredit straight talk to this. I'm going to say it. I'm going to throw it out there. <laughs> I mean, I definitely think it was part of it. Like, it was definitely around the time, like, where I just started getting a lot of shows and, like, a lot of people started noticing me. So, I mean, I'm not going to say you guys didn't help, that's for sure. Well, you know what, though? I think you did it, obviously, definitely on your own. We had nothing to do with it. You were gracious enough to give us the time. So I'm just happy to say that I've had the Bubblegum Princess on my show twice. And you know, as always, you are more than welcome. You were one, you were a member of the Straight Talk family back in January 2019. You're still a member of the Straight Talk family. So anytime you want to come back on the show, you absolutely 150% are allowed to. You now have my number. You can call me anytime and say, hey, George, I'm bored. Let's do it again. Let's do it again. It's 100% I mean, have another conversation. I mean, I probably will. Like I said, I've got nothing else to do. I'm doing chores. Like, I've got literally nothing to do. Well, when, when you know what we could do? We could FaceTime later, and we could each we could be just be vacuuming our stairs and just talking we about like, our vacuum techniques and do you go <laughs> side to side or do you go up and down? Like, how do you work the vacuum? What's your, what's your go-to on the vacuum? You know what I mean? Yeah. The conversations that can be had in the world <laughs> nowadays are incredible but one thing i did want to one more question i did want to ask before we wrap this up is wrestlemania everyone was talking about it everyone was like yeah or nay cinematic matches were great yada 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 empty arena not sold on it impact is doing the same thing AEW is doing the same thing ring of honor is doing the same thing what is your thoughts on what the uh televised pro wrestling is doing during this time period are you uh all for it or do you think it's just a waste of time when the talent could have the break to recover and spend family time as well. I'm so conflicted because I I loved WrestleMania. I thought it was great. I loved that it was two nights. I loved the cinematic matches were, sorry, excuse me, they were my favorite part. Um, I forever will love that Boneyard match and the I want to see more Funhouse matches. Um, that being said, though, I think it's very hard to produce weekly content with no crowd, especially in a time like this where you're not going to get everyone there because people can't travel in and out of the country. People, people, can't, some can't travel at all. You know, you've got Roman Reigns who, is he going to risk his life to wrestle in front of no crowd? Even this, yes, he signed WWE, but you know, it's, he's at very, he's at a very high risk of getting sick. And that's not something that, you know, anyone should be forced to put themselves through right now. So, and also, I hate saying this, I've tried watching Raw and SmackDown. 
I can't do it without a crowd. Um, it is really hard for me just to sit and focus when there's no reaction because, like, not every match is going to be a banger. Um, so when there's no crowd to really play off of what the people in the ring are doing, it makes it harder. Uh, and of course, like I've been there, I've wrestled in front of like three or four people. I know how hard it is as a performer to do. Um, and I've sat in a crowd that there's like 10 people and I know how hard it is as a fan to get invested in something that you can't see if anyone else is invested in. Um, so I, I'm down for more cinematic matches if they can be done the way they were at WrestleMania. Um, I just don't know if weekly programming is needed. Like I'd almost rather show me some like collections of old matches. Like, show me some of your best of instead, and this maybe keep everyone a little bit safer for now. I couldn't agree with you more. I think you're 100% on the ball, and I think that's where I'm at with it, too. I loved WrestleMania over two nights, and I think that maybe going forward they should even adopt that when the world goes back to normal. But it's hard. I mean, even during WrestleMania, it was hard for when, like, uh, perfect example, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross came out. They did their pose in front of the ropes, and, and they were they were posing and pondering for a crowd, and it's like... I get that. I get that you guys are so used to doing that, but when there's no crowd, you got to change it up. Yeah, and like, thing is, the rest, the matches at WrestleMania, if you watch them, they're most. I would say like, almost all of them were pretty good matches. There was only one match that I wasn't really invested in at all, and it's just because I haven't watched SmackDown in a while, so I didn't really care for Baron and Elias. But it wasn't bad. Um, but it's just it's so hard. It makes it so much harder to enjoy with no crowd and no reaction. I could not 100% agree with you more. And that's why you are the princess of the wrestling business here in Ontario, 150%. My dear, it was an absolute pleasure to have you on the show today. I thank you again. And as always, you know you're more than welcome back. And I hope you stay safe during this time period. And I cannot wait to see you tear it up in a ring again. Whether it be heel, whether it be face, I know one thing for sure. I will not get a middle finger because you and I <laughs> know each other. So even if I do boo, I know you'll know it's nothing personal. All right, I mean, I'll have to take your word for it. If something changes, I don't know. But. <laughs> no, I promise. I absolutely promise. Alexia, as always, you stay safe, and I cannot wait to see you back in a ring very, very soon. Thank you. You too. I hope you and your family and you know the girls, everyone stays safe and healthy, and hopefully this is all over soon-ish. I mean, I don't know. I was just watching the news. They say no sporting events this summer, but I'm hoping that maybe we can somehow social distance fans at shows to get that coming back soon. Yes, I could not agree with you more. I'm missing indie wrestling. I'm missing, you know, people yelling and screaming. I'm missing, you know, your favorite wrestler coming out. I'm missing you guys entertaining the crap out of us for 10 to 15 minutes. I'm missing all of it. I'm missing bad popcorn. I'm missing everything. Everything. <laughs> everything. All right, you enjoy the rest of your night, and we're going to chat very soon. All right, thanks. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, guys, that was the Bubblegum Princess. What can I say? Another great interview with another returning guest. And the one good thing I can say about COVID-19 is I've been able to actually uh, break down and slow down the world enough so that I could bring these talents back to have great conversations. Uh, it's what I do. It's what I love to do. It's what I will continue to do as long as I have someone listening. So as always, Straight Talk Table, I'm your host, your boy, George Mackay. Peace, love, and wrestling. I will see you guys all next week. Stay safe. Stay home. And hopefully by the time this episode drops in June, the world will be back to some kind of normal. Peace. 
Thank you for listening. Tune in next week for another episode on Spreaker, Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, and iHeartRadio. Also follow us on Facebook at Straight Talk Wrestling, on Instagram at Straight Talk Wrestling, and on Twitter at underscore Straight Talk. And for all our merchandise, you can search us on ProWrestlingTees.com. Thank you.